everyone. Welcome to Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and of course, the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and now more than ever, freedom. As always, you can catch me on Instagram at LadyDoubledogUSMC, as well as my backup account, Conservative Mama Podcast. It really should be my primary, but it isn't, and nobody knows why. You may also email me at conservativemamapodcast at gmail.com. Um, also, if you are new to the to the podcast, welcome aboard. Please make sure that you are keeping your hands and your feet inside the ride at all times, and you are hitting that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Um, please make sure that you are also passing it around to anybody that you think needs to hear it because we can no longer afford to be the silent majority. We have to make our voices heard. We are absolutely getting run roughshod by the Democrats. Um, Democrats. How did I say that? I don't know. It was like a weird accent right then, right? Democrats. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. If you're new, it's a whole lot like that (laughs) for the next 30 minutes. Um, yeah, we're just, we're, they're absolutely taking advantage of us. Uh, we're just watching our liberties and freedoms go straight down the drain as, uh, Joe Biden decides to rule by executive order and, you know, to hell with what the peasantry thinks, right? The elites are in control now. Just don't forget that. Um, how could you? They've got a fence around themselves and men with guns. They're not going to let you forget, but, you know, they will give you little bones here and there. Um, now the CDC has come out and said that um, if you are fully vaccinated, you can sort of kind of almost sort of a little bit return to normal. Meaning that if you have uh, received both your vaccinations like a good little sheep, then you can uh, co-mingle without masks. Yay! Aren't you proud of yourself? You're a clinical trial phase one. Oh my gosh, you're such an experiment. We all are waiting excitedly to see what happens to you. Um, but look at you. Now you can meet with your your other household, one other household. They even spell it out, one other household. You can feel safe without your mask on. Whew, wasn't that worth it? You get yourself a shot in the arm of who knows what. <laughs> and you can take your mask off. Isn't that great? You betcha. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? We don't know what this thing is going to do, and they can't tell us. Oh, it's safe. How do you know? Exactly how many tests have you done before you just started inoculating people? How many did you do? How many animals did you did you go through? What, what does the LD50 look like? And that, folks, is the lethal dose. The 50 stands for 50% of the population. So they dose 100 animals with the full intent of killing 50%. What does that look like? Is it high? Is it low? What are we talking about? What are the side effects? Do we even know what were the side effects in the test animals? No idea. You know why I know this? Because I read the drugs. I have to. It's my job. Oh, what are you going to do? I can tell you right now there's no tox data. I have not seen a single COVID vaccine come through where the tox data was in any way complete and or... um, something that you could act was usable it was all just no data no data no data so i don't know folks uh if you want to get stabbed in the arm so that you could take your mask off um 
I don't really know how to, I don't know how to fix that for you. I don't. But I can tell you this. Um, I don't think I want that vaccine period ever. No one knows what it does. It, you know, some people are arguing it's the mark of the beast. Maybe it is. I don't know. I am not a theologian. There are people who are so much smarter biblically than I am that I wouldn't take any Bible advice from me and I'm me. (laughs) So I'm just saying that, you know, it does sound a little revelation-y to me. You know, we're getting to the point where uh, it becomes painfully obvious that you might be headed down a path where you can't buy or sell without it. Just a thought. I mean, we're going to get to the vaxxers versus non-vaxxers, right? Like, we're going to get to that point. You've already gotten mask versus no mask, um, where people, you know, start physical altercations because you're where you're not wearing a mask. Um, when did that be okay? Become okay? You can put your hands in somebody else because they're what? I mean, I thought it was six feet of distance anyway. What are you doing? Close the gap. Close the gap. On. Real. We live in la-la land, complete la-la land. So uh, the CDC decided to uh, throw us a bone um, and said that if you are fully vaccinated, which means you've received both vaccinations and it's been two weeks since you received both of them. That's what they're considering as fully vaccinated. I'm not really sure why, like what happens at week one and a half. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. We're, I mean, do they consider that for all other vaccines? For mumps, rubella, flu? Um, there's no flu vaccine. It's just a shot. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the criteria is the same. Something tells me. Like, once you got it, you, you were inoculated, allegedly, right? Like, oh, no, no polio for you. Just just tossing it out there. Um, but, you know, that's what the CDC has said. And remember, this is kind of out of, not kind of, this is a lot out of the um, socialist playbook where, you know, they, they hype up all this fear. People live in fear and then they're willing to sacrifice their liberties and their freedoms so that the fear will be uh, tamed. Um, they can feel secure. They can get a little bit of safety. Uh, you know, there is no safety there's no, there's no safe space. They'll keep you in this state of fear perpetually. Look, they're already talking about a variant. <laughs> Trust me, it's a hot topic at work. Um, they're talking about a variant. Well, hopefully it's not going to be as bad as this one. Seriously? You don't know hardly anything about the COVID virus itself, but now you know all this about this variant? Isn't that weird to anybody else? Am I just the only one out here? I don't understand. Like, I have to sit quietly on these meetings because I side-eye everything. Thank God I'm not on Zoom. Oh, if they could see my face. Because um, I don't have a poker face, so on some level the masks actually work out in my favor. Um, it really helps tone down the sarcasm and the judgment people receive <laughs> by my look. Um, I can't help it. I am who I am. God made me this way. So, yeah, that that's... That's the bone the CDC is throwing out. But remember, again, like I was saying, uh, it is out of the socialist playbook. They hype up all the fear, and then they toss the people a bone. They start to relax a little bit. Then they got to yank back that leash. And it's just this cycle until people are so worn down 
that they just accept the inevitable. They're so worn down and we can't allow ourselves to be worn down. It's a hard fight ahead of us, but look at all of the other countries that this has happened to and look at all of the tens of millions of people who have died under socialism everywhere else that it's been tried. It is exhausting to be in this fight. It is exhausting to um, have to watch any news. And I'm not talking about myself personally. I'm talking about all of us. It's exhausting to be on this side of the fence. It's tiresome. But I'd rather be tired than dead. And that's where the road to socialism leads. And and that's where it's going. And our young people don't understand that because of the indoctrination through school. And I'm not even talking about the time they get to university. Just the indoctrination all the way through school. Um, where they think capitalism is bad as they're sitting in a Starbucks ordering a $6 coffee and, and playing on their iPhone. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've got a relative who does the same thing, who lambasts capitalism while sitting on her Mac using her iPhone and driving you know, one of two different vehicles. Uh, why didn't you buy the same vehicle for both cars? Same thing, same model, same everything. But you have choices. Yay, capitalism, right? I don't know. I don't know. Now, we desire free market capitalism, which is not what we have, but capitalism is still better than socialism or communism or anything else where it is completely um, controlled, which we're starting to see now, right, with the shutdowns of the mom and pops, uh, and yet we're leaving over, uh, leaving open these big stores like uh, Walmart and whatnot. Yeah, we start to see a monopoly. Um, that doesn't mean it's socialism, but we are starting to see a monopoly, right? So, um, you know, eventually, maybe it gets to the point where you can't go into those stores unless you show your vaccine card. I know the airlines are trying to pull that, and there are a there is a panel of doctors that um, is fighting back against that. Um, and I forgive me, folks, I don't have the panel information. I need to, to find it. I heard it. Um, I watched their clip and I forgot to write it down because I'm a doofus and I don't have it, but I will get it and I will stick it up on the, uh, on the gram. Um, but yeah, they're fighting back because no, the airline shouldn't get to tell you, oh, you can't fly without a vaccine card. Really? And yet our poorest Southern border, uh, Joe Biden is about to allow a whole bunch of migrants cross. They're already allowing them, you know, catch and release. That's back. Yay! Um, you know, they might show up in court. Really? I mean, if you didn't have to show up in court and you are an American citizen, would you? No. The answer is no. It's like, if you don't have to go to the DMV, why do you drop in? Nobody does that. So, you know, I guess... They don't have to be vaccinated. I, I just, I, you know, you, it's impossible to wrap your head around any of it. Um, so all I know is that you have to stay on your toes. You've got to stay on your toes. You've got to watch what's going on and make sure that you and your family are safe. Speaking of families, where would we be without women, right? That's kind of a key component to family. So happy International 
Women's Day to all of the women out there, especially you, Caitlyn Jenner, who was Time Magazine's Woman of the Year once, because, you know, nothing says women can do it all like a man who thinks he's a woman and gets Woman of the Year. Just proves that I guess, after all, maybe men are better than women at doing literally everything, including being women. Who knew? Of all the people Time Magazine could have picked, they picked a guy who thinks he's a woman. <laughs> okay. So, happy International Women's Day to all the all the ladies out there, and maybe the dudes that look like ladies. I don't know. Um, what does it even mean anymore? They're absolutely stripping womanhood. Womanhood. Good Lord, I'm on the struggle bus today. <laughs> the, they're absolutely stripping the meaning of womanhood. If you don't murder your babies before they're born, um, then what kind of woman are you? You know, the total redefinition. Well, I guess, can we even celebrate happy International Women's Day when genders don't exist? Libs? Because I saw an awful lot of posts on Instagram. I'm kind of just throwing that out there. Can we celebrate? Or how can you celebrate International Women's Day if gender is a construct? (laughs) Beats me, folks. I don't know. It's just the game. I don't know how to play it. I'm just out here just rolling the dice like everybody else. But yeah. um, Oh, of course, we've got Big Mike uh, Michelle Obama out there talking to some child who is a boy who believes he's a girl. Um, awesome. I guess that's the message all of our children need to receive, but don't worry folks, because if you are not staying on your toes, they are getting the message, maybe not loud and clear depending on their age, but maybe they're getting it a little bit more frequently than you thought. My daughter was watching, um, yes, we still have Netflix. Um, you know, shoot me. I don't watch, uh, those shows and, you know, it is what it is. I don't have cable, so I watch uh, some reruns here and there of old shows. But my daughter was watching um, The Babysitter's Club. Now, I remember those books when I was a kid. I watched, or I read The Babysitter's Club. What girl back then didn't? Dating yourself. Don't care. Um, but apparently the books have been rewritten. Um, great. Bet that, bet that's good. I bet that series is questionable. So anyway, she was watching the Babysitter's Club here this weekend, which I thought, you know, she's 10. So, you know, sometimes she watches um, my, my Babysitter's a Vampire, which is hokey, but it's cute. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, anyway, so she's watching the Babysitter's Club. And I just happened to walk in at the part where one of the babysitters is uh, babysitting for a little girl She's sitting at the table, they're having a tea party, and the the little girl spills water on her uh, outfit, and so the babysitter covers for her and says, oh, what a, you know, great idea, or, you know, this provides a great opportunity to change into another dress, right, which I thought was a cute cover, and, you know, who knew? I I would never have come up with that as a babysitter, probably because I was a terrible babysitter. What am I doing with kids? Um, So... The next scene is the babysitter staring at a closet full of boys' clothes, somewhat confused. And she's staring at them, and she's like, well, this isn't going to work. And the little girl on the the bed hops up and says, those were my old clothes, but my new clothes are in here. And she goes to her dresser and pulls out the drawer, and it's full of, um, you know, frilly, which you can assume are frilly clothes, right? And... 
the mother shows up and she's like, hi, princess. And, you know, some cheap dialogue ensues and the babysitter gets it. That the little girl before her used to be a little boy. Now, folks, I have to underline something here. It was so smooth, this transition, um, when she looked at the boy's clothes and then the little girl on the bed. It was so subtle, really, that I had I rewound it. I was like, wait a minute, did I just see this? What? Did I just see that? I rewound it and I looked at it and then I played it forward again. And I was like, you have to be kidding me. So of course I, you know, my daughter has no idea what's going on. It totally flew over her head. She didn't know what was going on. Um, she knew something was up because I, I videoed it, which I need to put on um, the gram. I'll show it to you. Uh, you'll hear my my son in the background, so he's kind of he's kind of making some noise too. So, but whatever. It was really subtle. Um, and that being said, uh, this is what our kids are watching. I mean, it's the Babysitter's Club. The entire premise of the, the novel series was a group of girls who got together. They had their own little phone line. Back when everybody had landlines, they had their own little private number. And they had a club so that moms, dads, if you wanted a babysitter, you just called the Babysitter's Club. And they gave you a responsible teenager who would come to your house and watch your your children. That was the whole premise of the books. And of course, there were different adventures that the girls went on and some girl drama and, and, you know, whatever. It wasn't anything like this. So when I saw this, I was absolutely gobsmacked. I just sat there with my, my jaw on the floor because, you know, here is my, my daughter. She has no idea what's going on. And I think, they're they're just targeting they're targeting girls and you've got to wonder why i thought it was international women's day i thought girl power i thought that you know all because no little not, i can't think of any little boys who are really sitting around watching babysitters club there's probably a few and i'm not faulting them it doesn't mean anything it's a tv show it doesn't mean anything right but what are they putting in these shows that's the thing parents it's almost to the point now where you need to sit down and watch everything. I'm not going to lie and say that Netflix doesn't have an agenda. I know that they do. That's why I try to be very careful with what she's watching. But this one slipped past my radar simply because I remember the stories. I remember the books. Um, I didn't realize that they had been rewritten. So bully for us, right? And like I said, um, I'm, I'm careful with what she's watching. But... I'm not going to sit here and lie and say Netflix doesn't have an agenda. They do have an agenda. Um, full disclosure, I'm also not paying for Netflix. <laughs> Get it for free. Um, the in-laws pay and we just borrow it. Anyway, um, I'm probably not going to make any friends with that one. Just not going to do it. But whatever, it is the truth, right? Full full disclosure here. I'm not hiding anything. Um, so there's that. I mean, you really have to be attentive to what your kids are watching because it is everywhere. It is absolutely everywhere. This, um, this sexualization of children, this, this gender is up for debate. And, oh, you know what? I didn't finish my thought. I, I apologize. The little 
girl in question in the show, if we can assume that the babysitter is 12, 13 years old, the little girl in question, so the little boy who now believes he's a little girl in question, had to be five or six years old. So it just is appalling. This is what they're targeting our kids with. Like these shows, they're, you know, it's not, it's not young enough. Um, they want to get in their face in kindergarten and teach them about self-love and, and you know, um, uh, the gender fluidity and, you know, what it is, is grooming towards pedophilia. Let's just call a spade a spade. What it is, is grooming towards pedophilia. They want children to believe it's okay so that they won't blow the secret. They need to disrupt the family. They need to usurp mom and dad. They need to boot dad out and replace him with the state so that they can move forward with this pedophilic, over-sexualized, uh, attack on our children. Our children in kindergarten, children need to learn about gender and self-love. I don't think so. And if you guys think I'm over-exaggerating, look it up. The, um, I believe it's the World Health Organization. If you go and you look up, uh, their, their platform for this, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh, so, I don't know. You have to read it. You have to read what they want taught at the various grade levels. Um, it's disgusting. And it will really open your eyes. So if you're not aware right now, like you have to read this article. I'll see if I can't find that too. Um, I'm sure it's out there. Uh, other people have posted it. I just need to find it and, and put it up. But I believe it's the World Health Organization. Um, and so it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And like I told my husband, I said, just wait until they get their way and they classify pedophilia as a handicap. Then there's no way you, you can, you can't discriminate. You can't, you know, now all of a sudden it's kind of a free pass. And all I can think of is how much harm. So this whole transgender movement how much harm it's actually doing to people who actually suffer from gender dysmorphia, where they actually believe they were born in the wrong body. I'm not talking about teenagers where we all thought at some point in our lives that we were um, different or, you know, we felt weird or do I have a crush on that person? Does that make me gay? Does that make me lesbian? Does that make me different? You know, I'm not talking about that. Teenage years and, and the tween years are honestly some of the weirdest times of anybody's life ever, ever. And it's it really just chalk it up to being a teenager, right? So I'm not talking about that. I am talking about people who actually legitimately suffer. From, and it's a mental disorder. It's not a body disorder. It's a mental disorder that they have this this body dysmorphia, where they think that they are born in the wrong body, where they think I'm, I'm a boy in a girl's body or vice versa, right? The harm that it does to those communities, you know, they, they try to get the mental help. They try to fly under the radar. They don't want this attention called to them. 
Um, and now, how much more, all I can think of is how much more difficult is it for those people who are actually suffering when we see uh, the glamorization of transgender. Now, everybody is transgender, and it's, it's over the top. It goes along with drag queens, right? Like, it's just over the top. Drag queens are not representations of women. It's a caricature of, feminine, of femininity. You know, maybe, maybe I, can't even write, I can't even begin to describe it as something else, right? I don't, I don't know what the appeal is, um, to do this, as long as they're not harming anyone, you know, but when you involve children, I've got a huge problem with that. What does it do to the people who are actually suffering when it's been so glamorized and so Hollywood and so over the top that if you are truly, you know, suffering from this transgender mental disorder and you don't fit that over the top um caricature that they that Hollywood and the media are are in social media especially are tossing in your face if you don't fit that like I don't like to dress like that or act that way or or talk this way or whatever then are they getting turned on? Oh, well, then you're not truly transgender or you're not this or you're not, you know, and then they get put down or they get ostracized or, you know, because you know darn well that um, not all are welcome to the clubs, right? Like when they say, oh, we're here for all women, right? Um, the Women's March, they don't represent all women, right? They certainly don't represent unborn women. They don't represent uh, conservative women, not welcome, not welcome. If I show up in my Women for Trump shirt, um, I'm not going to be welcome. If I show up with a rifle slung on my back because I support the Second Amendment, definitely not welcome. And if I'm holding a pro-life sign, I'm going to get punched in the face. So not all women are represented, um, nor are they welcome. And you can say the same thing for the transgender community. So for people who are actually suffering, I really, if my heart goes out to them. Because it, it just makes it that much harder for them to live their lives. And that's the whole lie of liberalism. They go out of their way to try to, quote unquote, help communities. And they end up hurting the very people that they pretend to give a crap about. You know, their, their rules and their policies usually, almost always suck. And they just backfire tremendously. Their people's lives are not better for it. They're they're more difficult and harder and you know, it's everything sounds good like a like a nice veneer on the top, but once you peel off the the varnish, then it's just a destroyed piece of who knows what at the bottom. And it's just awful because people get hurt along the way. And and with the whole transgender movement, our children are getting hurt. You want them to have hormone blockers. So, you know, at five years old, these children still think they're unicorns half the time. But, oh no, now they can have hormone blockers. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Looks like that went into the Equality Act too, where uh, parents, guess what? You might not have any rights to uh, your child where if their child says, well, I want to be a boy in their little girl or, or I'm a little 
girl and they're a little boy, um, if you don't allow them to take hormone blockers, uh, you might find yourself in hot water. Maybe even have your children removed, maybe be arrested. Who knows? But that's also in the Equality Act. Seems like a lot of equality, right? So happy International Women's Day, whatever that means. And it's it's sad because, you know, women have made a lot of contributions in society as mothers, as saints, as, you know, good leaders and good business owners and, you know, good CEOs and, and good judges and lawyers and, and the whole nine. Women have done tremendous things in society all over the world. But then we allow these radical ideas to take over and all of that just goes away. All of the victories of womanhood, you know, especially here in America, all of the victories of womanhood, womanhood, just get flushed right down the drain. Just flushed right down the drain. It's disgusting. So, you know, like I said, happy International Women's Day, whatever that means. <laughs> Doesn't really hold any meaning anymore since gender is fluid. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I don't know, folks. I mean, it's definitely kind of the upside down that we are living in. Um, also, so I want to wrap up on kind of a great note. Um, <laughs> Meghan Markle. Now, some of you already know that I am a huge fan of the Royals. I am, uh, I don't know why I'm a huge fan, but I guess it's just, I'm just fascinated by the Royals. I don't know why, but I am. But um, I am, I am the party of William and Kate. I am uh, Will and Kate all the way. Um, Meghan Markle is a train wreck. She's an absolute train wreck, but she really did, for a woman who swears up and down that she is all about her um, privacy and, you know, wants nothing to do with the royal family, boy, she hurries up and gets on Oprah, right? Like, she is not going to turn down a um, an interview there, is she? Which is weird because she seems to be trying to portray herself as Princess Diana, I mean, have you seen the the photos uh, of her dressing damn near identically to Princess Diana? Boy, isn't that sending a message, right? Um, So here she is on Oprah, and allegedly she says, well, there are conversations being had about how um, dark her her baby's skin will be. Um, She's pregnant again, I believe. And, um, of course, she says that there were questions about Archie's skin, too. Who's having this conversation? Of course you wouldn't name anybody. Um, Really? You're not going to name names? I mean, you're already on Oprah busting all this information out, um, but you're not going to name names now. Now you've got, now you have some limits. (laughs) So I just want to point out, I think I may be darker than her children will be. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think her children will classify as being more white than black. Um, but whatever. So, you know, as far as this, my dog, did you hear him? Did you hear him groan? He's such a diva. He's such a diva. Um, if you squeeze him a little bit, he groans. Um, it's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, her children, I mean, who cares what color these children are? Who cares? Who still lives in that world where you care? Are you kidding me? 
I don't like Meghan Markle. I think she's trash, but she is a beautiful woman. She's beautiful. And I don't care what anybody thinks. She's she's a train wreck, but she's beautiful. She is beautiful. I wish she were classier, um, you know, but she's not. So that happened. But, you know, just who cares what her children look like? Who cares? I'm sure they'll be beautiful too. Who cares? But yeah, she's like, oh yeah, these conversations are being had. Really? Really? Is there really anything more white privilege than marrying into the British royal family? Will somebody please enlighten me? Because I can't think of a single thing more white privilege than marrying into the British royal family. That's pretty privileged. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I'd like to turn in my white privilege card, maybe for a victim card. Mine's My white privilege card has never been used, but victim cards seem to be like, you don't even have to, you don't have to pull the card out. I read that on a meme somewhere. It was great. I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually pretty fantastic. Okay, folks, we went a little bit over, but I hope you guys have a wonderful Monday and Tuesday, and we will talk again on Wednesday. Hang in there. We are in it for the fight. We are living in some weird times, and you just kind of have to sit back and and go, okay. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I don't know. So anyway, have a great next day, uh, Tuesday. Have a wonderful Tuesday, and we'll catch you again on Wednesday. Love and God bless.